Hello and welcome to the Technically Speaking Podcast. I'm Peter Donoghue and this week I'm joined by... Aaron McAleese. And welcome to episode two, I'm glad you've made it. Um, so this week um, we are currently intoxicated with alcohol. We are indeed. Um, we went out for some dinner because Aaron was uh, coming to record the straight after work yeah. and I'd been in the office all day. So, I mean we got offered free beer, we get given free beer for dinner. We did, just yeah. for writing that it was basically like Budweiser. Yeah, I mean, it was a really nice beer. Um, hashtag ad, hashtag spawn, Cold Town Beer. Cold Town Beer. Would, re- would recommend? Would I recommend? Get to the Raven. Get to the Raven, aye. Um, but yeah, um, how's things? Yeah, I'm good. You good? good. Yeah. How's the last week been for yourself? It's been very well, thank you. It's been very busy, very stressful. It's been for me as well. Aye, um, just been working away and trying to deal with my girlfriend having a concussion. Why did she manage it? I, I know you told me this, but what actually happened? Um, so she was in a rush for school. She's a primary teacher. And um, just to make it perfectly clear, Peter does not go out with a school child. Primary teacher? Yes, a primary teacher, not a school child. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, well, didn't know that I needed clarification. Well, just in case. Ah, it's just true. So, aye, so she was running out in the morning and um, she tripped up. There's like a nearly... Like when you're going out into the porch, there's like a little ledge just to keep your door shut. Aye, aye. She tripped up over that and smacked her head off the pavement. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, I laugh, but I know, I know. Um, so at first, she said she didn't feel too bad, so she still drove to work. Wow. Yep. And then she started to feel dizzy, sick, black spots and stuff. So now she's had a concussion. So I've been having to look after to her. To be fair, I, I was I got concussed. Oh, I've been concussed a few times, I think, but. Can we can we explain that one time that you were concussed well, we'll in get, high school? We'll, we'll, we'll get. Was that? When was that? Oh, I right, well, we'll get to that. There's there's three major concussions I've had in my life. Once um, was when I was in first year. I was playing against St Ambrose, I think. Right. Uh, remember the Coca Cola Sevens that was I think. I do remember the Coca Cola Sevens. Played in that. Participated in terrible football. Basically, I was left footed. I was put on the left. <laughs> Bane of my life. Right. right okay. Got the ball, got a corner, breakaway, running down. Guy just swipes the legs away from me. I was, was totally not expecting it. Head first off, like AstroTurf. Like, it was up at um, Fur Park in Murrow. Okay. And it was like behind. It was like they have a training pitch behind. It was like uh, just a like head off the ground. Oh. And the teachers didn't send me home. I went back to school, back for like double French. Oh my god, why? With a concussion. Because they didn't know I was concussed, but I was genuinely sitting there like, <laughs> could have been, could have had like a hemorrhage in my head, brain. Head spinning. Been, uh... Oh, it was brutal. Like, yeah. I, I, know, I know what she means in the sense that, see, first, first five minutes I felt alright. Yeah. And then, as soon as it started to like, hit me, I was just like, it felt like I'd taken a pain, like a really strong painkiller. Except yeah. it was giving me pain. <laughs> uh, like that. That relief giver from other, the way it lads, it's given me pain. Other two times with uh, I believe it was the, 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 <laughs> the third last day. Of, uh, of third year. It may have been. It was definitely third year because I remember I wanted the days off and I wasn't getting them. Playing Swedish long ball in the gym. Why were you not getting them? My mum just. Was, oh, okay. Was, I thought there was like something on that didn't allow you. No. Um, schedule conflict. Leathered the ball. Up to the back of the room. Aye, so so for the folks who don't know, what is Swedish longball? Well, because I don't I didn't know about it until I went to St Andrews. If you've seen the programme Recess, you will know. Somebody rolls a ball to you. It's basically like baseball, but you, you kick, kick a it. ball, uh, and it's like <laughs> a size five ball, and then you run 
but the way our hall worked because it was two wee, it was like either end of the hall. Yeah, because that was your safe zone, so you had to get there and back. And I was about to get into the safe zone. <laughs> Liam Toll, the prick, I'm naming him. <laughs> Threw the ball, hit me with it, it knocked me off balance, and I went head first into Aberdeen. <laughs> went to the Monklands, got told it was at your age. Oh. Slight concussion, went home. Got the two days off. Oh, so it worked out well, is what I you're mean, telling I, I me? I won in the end. I, to be fair though, two out of three in a concussion, to be, I'll take that. To be too graphic, um, like, obviously when, when Grey's is heel, they get like pus and stuff like Lovely, that. Lovely, as I just swig from my <laughs> beer. My hair like stuck to it. And it was, oh, it was, it was fucking. Lovely. Moving on, swiftly. Uh, because the third time, the, the, the no. first time I got concussed isn't even worth talking about. But on the point of Swedish longball, I do want to ask you if you remember any other funny stories from Swedish longball. Yes, there was. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I was really in your PE class. Yeah. Were, you, were, you, were you in that time that the guy gets smacked in the face? I don't, don't, don't want to name was. names. I don't think I was. A if, certain, you just, if you just message me. Yeah, so face. a certain man called David was playing Swedish long ball. As and in, as the ball was rolled to him, he decided to do a back heel kick. Right. And he smacked a certain individual who I am typing. <laughs> In the face. <laughs> oh, Do you remember this? I, I wasn't there, but. Do you remember, remember being told about it? Yeah, so that's always been my fondest memory of Swedish long ball, as I don't know why, I think it was just the way like the ball got rolled to him and he said, I feel 180 back, he would smack. Caught it. Right to the face. Let's, let's be fair. It was like, volleyball balls they used, was it? David. Aye. So it wasn't like. It wasn't a heavy ball, so you need to get some power behind Let's be honest, if it's the same David we're talking about here. No, right. not uh, the same one that we... Well, I was going to say... The was... other... Mm-hmm. Ah, right. Uh, Great audio. Oh, this is a good... Very aware. High quality audio content. We've got an intro for you now, guys. Um, we do, we do. Um, Sorry. Well, uh, my point is now moot. <laughs> So because it's not the same person that you thought I was thinking about, you don't have a point. Now, I am just curious what your point was going to be about the individual. The the, the David I was thinking of is not one who I would imagine would regularly catch a back heel. This is true, this is true. But the David that I'm talking about, would you agree? Well, he had it in his locker. He did. Definitely. He definitely had it in his locker. So moving on from that, uh, what have you been up to? This week, I've just been rattling on with podcast. Good spoon. <laughs> a lovely name check. I've been um, working uh, at the lovely Dakota. Uh huh. I've had, I've had. There's been some interesting days. There's been some not so interesting days. Just but outside of work. Usual. Outside of work. You're a busy man at the I'm moment. A busy man. At the very, very busy man. You're moving house. Well, hopefully, moving house. Potentially, you're. you're I have set exams. I mean, it's all kicking off. I have to send bank statements when I have. Send uh, <laughs> money to people with references. So no, no, no. So let's backtrack a bit here. So one of my one of my favourite things to do is if I'm sending money to friends or family, uh-huh. mainly friends, uh-huh. I like to give them a funny reference because you know it cheers them up and it's perfectly innocent at the time. It's something that makes 
something that's quite mundane and quite annoying. Quite fun, funny. Because it's like, so, this is going to sound extremely mundane uh, compared to the examples you're about to give, but I've got a running joke with our pal Dave, mm-hmm. the one who you thought I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Whenever I sent him money, the first time I sent him money was to see, we well, are going to see Art Garfunkel. Oh. Right? And, uh, the better so, half? Art Garfunkel. He sings Bridge Over Troubled Water, mm. but he didn't write Graceland. Okay. It's up to you. I mean, I, 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 prefer, I was asking you. I like them both. I'm, I'm, I went to see them both. I went to see Paul Simon when, when Sting was playing. If that doesn't show dedication to Paul Simon. Who was better live? Who was the best kid? Well, Art Garfunkel's throat is goosed. So he was doing, it was very quiet. It was very much the the audience, it was more of an audience than a crowd, you know, you not, were sitting, listening in, there was like an range. interval, like there was a, it was like a very much a show a rather high. than a gig, whereas Paul Simon, it was the hydro, he's about five foot nothing, Sting's playing, Polis songs. The Polis. The Polis. So, first time he sent me money, which, because I'd pay for the tickets, he put down the reference, Garfunkel tickets, okay. Which was perfectly normal, not too funny at the time. But then we went on holiday in Europe together. Okay. And he would keep the reference as Because it gives you, because it angry just auto sales. I've got one like that as well. Then another four years passed. <laughs> Garfunkel tickets. <laughs> so, if I was to go into Santander, uh, groups by reference, or like, both by sender and also by the reference, mm-hmm. I have had about nine hundred pounds of Garfunkel oh tickets <laughs> because exactly <laughs> because we went on holiday in Europe, we went on holiday in America, so we've had all this money that slowly just kind of came oh, together. You have to sort of pass, um, and it just became this thing. Like I think I've got what have I got? I, I do it with everyone now. I just kind of keep the reference and watch it stack up. Like mm-hmm. I've got one with our pal Cameron for grilled cod life. Because the first time I sent him money is because we were buying cod at his work, like for lunch. And, and the Dakota. And the Dakota, <laughs> your uh, your workplace. Oh, you and, uh, the, did you go for the grilled cod? Oh, it was delightful. It looks great. Uh, to be fair, I don't think it's on the menu anymore. No. It was a great. Uh, That's so sad. It was. It will probably come back. Season petition. Petition to bring that back. So they're my mm-hmm. mundane experiences. Very PG. And also to set up of what. Or dealing with you. Uh-huh. So you're sending, to my knowledge, buying transfers to your girlfriend. Uh-huh. And, and uh, to, there's one to Cameron, um, which... And we don't send each other money yet because no. podcast is too... Well, new. to be fair, one of my tabs that I have open on Google right now is IO Pete, £6.30. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll, go on we'll get on to we'll that. We'll get on to um, Basically, the one to Cameron, I, I'm not even going to say because people will <laughs> cast dispersions. Uh, Specialist Glaswegians. Uh-huh. The ones to Gemma, that's as much as that's, that's a clue. That's, that's all you need. Yeah. The ones to Gemma are. So basically, if like we're shooting a bill, we've been out somewhere, and we're, we're shooting a bill for like dinner or we've done a shop, that kind of thing. Um, one of them. Oh, we're loading up. Sent, we're loading up his uh, bank I statements. Have, I don't have the statements just in there. Well, you, you can improvise. We know. I mean, uh, I know them. I know them as well. One of them. Uh, so we'll, we'll build up. Okay. Take us from the bottom. So, so I started off with the extremely tame Garfunkel tickets, uh-huh. which was purely funny because of the value. Uh-huh. The fact Whereas, that it's added up over time. 
Whereas you have the comedic value well, of... Well, I, I, I quite like to change mine. Uh, there's, there's two main ones that I'm going to tell you. The first one being, which was it was for a bill, which was a joke of, you're ruining me. <laughs> Wait, so why, why, why was it you're ruining me? Because it was, it was, a, it was a lot of money. I'm not going to disclose my fucking bank details here. Three figures. Um, aye, aye. Um, that would be ruining it, you, man. Well, it, was, uh-huh. it was, um, as we discussed last week, the, the Dakota wage. It'll do, but it's not, <laughs> not for three-figure bills. Yes. Um, so, aye, that, that, was, that was quite funny at the time. Uh, and then the second one... Um, the heat is rising exponentially, <laughs> as they would say here. The second one was just, I, I don't think it was for a different bill, I think, or a shop. And I just wrote, fuck off. <laughs> uh, so, and now I have sent this. So, so this is, this is in theory, a bit funny, you know, means when you get, I mean, you, you get a transfer, you're like, haha, very funny. Anyone, but now, but now you're applying to rent for a renting a house. Uh-huh. Anyone who knows me will know that that's just my sense of humour. Yes. Philip from Letterline <laughs> will not know that that is my sense of humour. He will be unsure as to why you've told your girlfriend to, to fuck, fuck off for why she's ruining me. Yeah, um, this is true. 50 quid. Fuck off. So <laughs> Leave me alone. Basically, um, it's, just, it's just a big shame. So you're... Uh, are you expecting bad news because of this, or do you no, think it won't affect anything? No, I don't, I don't think it'll affect anything. I think more just the actual values being traded, shall we say. And you also feel quite self-conscious over the fact that there's a random guy looking uh-huh. at your bank statements well, that says... That, I, I mean, I do, I do on, a, on a more sort of serious point, I do feel like it's an intrusion. Yeah, having to look through bank statements is a little bit odd. They, they asked me and they asked my boss for my income. We both provided that. In that's case the, you were lying? Uh-huh. And I provided my last three months of pay slips. Damn. Um, so for me, that should be enough. So is that, a, I'm going to guess the reason they want your bank statements is because they want to know how you're managing your money. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying that. Uh-huh. But uh, I mean, I feel that that... But that's up to you. Like uh-huh. You're not currently renting a place out there now, so you're obviously not managing your money... The way uh, with that mindset, people change when they when they start renting, mm-hmm. totally. and obviously we've got this holiday Japan coming up and stuff. So oh, that's Japan like, draw. That's like. Um, do we have any updates about Japan? I'm aware we of. do. Yes, I will post on the uh, the social media. Um, <laughs> a wee, a, another wee drop. Uh, still don't know where to find us yet, but they will by the end. I got my. <laughs> so it's such a confusing system. So essentially, you get. The way we are going to a few cities, so we bought a rail pass which gets us on the the bullet train station canyon. Um, so out, you have to buy it outside of Japan, but you don't buy it outside of Japan. You buy an exchange order, is what it's called. They then send that to you. You take that and your passport to Japan. To Japan. You get your passport stamped with a temporary visitor. Uh, visa, which is automatically granted to British citizens and citizens for like umpteen other countries, um, and then you leave the uh, customs, go to the wee uh, stall. I'm assuming it's more than a stall in the terminal, and then give your exchange order and passport to the, to the guy, who then reads it, goes right, 
fair enough, aye. And then, like, gives you the real pass, and then you can use that on any and it's, government uh, train. And it's pure cheap, am I right in saying? It's very cheap compared to what the Japanese citizens have to pay. Uh-huh. But they're, not, they're not allowed to buy it. I think, um, I figured it out. You need Chris Broad here for this, man. I, I figured it out. Um, Save like probably about 100 quid. Over the two weeks, which that's amazing, doesn't seem like a lot, but that's like like a Kobe beef dinner or like numerous days worth of food. I was going to say, it's um, like 100 quid for you is one dinner. You and Jim are no, but I'm not on holiday. Kobe beef, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> but like, I mean, that's numerous uh, things out of the 100 yen store. Oh, the are hundred you, years. You enjoy spring. <laughs> um, so basically, what you're saying is there's going to be some good souvenirs given to myself from the Japan oh, trip. Definitely, definitely. Has been a running joke with us for a long time. Has um, speaking of running jokes with poor English, mm-hmm. you recently bought some new headphones. I did. You well, did. I recently. Well, I recently. <laughs> That's what I said. Uh, yes. That's the wine hitting you. November time. So November of last year, so under six months. Yes. Yeah, yeah, under six months. So basically, Gemma and I were on, well, I was on Amazon, seen a lightning deal. Um, the lightning deals, man, are amazing. I love them. It was great, it was great. Right? But so it's, it's all like, the psychology. I bet, the psychology. I bet those headphones that you've bought were never the RRP. Or they, or they were for the legal amount of time that they were supposed to be the RRP. Yeah. Um, they, it was like, like a third of the price yes um brand name i'm on my amazon just now. this is why i was going on to the poor english jokes because we've got the sound magics oh. from the past this is in soko this is soko lovely um i'm in love with this in soko i'm in uh, love with this so basically we both wanted a pair of wireless headphones like cans Wireless um, cans, because he's getting a new phone for everyone who didn't listen to the first episode. You absolute jokes. Jokes? Huh? Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. If you've not listened to the first one, then pause immediately. Go back. Go back. And then pick this back up. Um, so, I basically, we, we bought each other the same pair of headphones. Like, they came... They were actually they're actually really good headphones in the sense that the quality is good. But they, they you can switch the noise cancelling on and off. How's the battery life? That's always the battery life thing. is the battery life is good. Because I've got these and these have got huge batteries in them because they're huge. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing because you're you've got over your cans as well. Uh-huh. The batteries on them is, is quite good. Genuinely, the actual see the actual like the cans yes. like they're like. Probably about one and a half times the size of those ones. So I have got Beats Solo Wireless 3s, mm-hmm. I want to say, for everyone who can't see us, aka everyone apart from you. Uh-huh. Um, something I'm not proud to own, can I just say, Beats have got quite the, quite the, I don't know. Well, I mean, if you, quite listen the to, if you listened to last week, you'll know what my experiences of Beats are. Man, I have never bought Beats before. Can I just defend myself? I, I, would, right I would never buy a pair. Never bought, never bought them, never would buy them. The reason I got them was because when I was upgrading to my new MacBook, there was a student deal on. So not only did you got like your 14, 13% off the Apple, give you, uh-huh. 
they, they also gave us some free headphones and I was like, well, I'm going to get the most expensive ones because you had the Beats X, which were the in-ear wireless ones, uh-huh. then you had these Beats Solo wireless threes. They're so good for connecting to the iPhone because they've got the W1 chip, so they just like, they connect right away. You don't uh-huh. need to go into your Bluetooth settings or anything like that. Um, I noticed that as well. Did you? Uh-huh. Like, when I connected last week, she was over there. For everyone who only heard the, the pouring noise... Aaron, Aaron was pouring a glass of wine. Um, Nothing precarious was happening. No. Uh, I realised as soon as it started making that noise, I was like, oh no. But um, I noticed that myself last week, like how quickly they, they connected and stuff. But um, like, the, the, for, for the money we paid for them, they, they were they're good. They're good. But they're just not charging properly. Uh, gemmas are fine. I would say the battery, probably about 12 hours. 12 hours. Uh, so... Sound quality is good. What's the range like? That's the other thing. Because I've had crappy Bluetooth headphones before. <laughs> so say I leave this ch- my iPhone charging in my room, and I go downstairs to fix up like some like some supper or something like that. I've had headphones where they'll start like crackling and doing all sorts. They of would weird definitely stuff. crackle. Would they? That'd be the thing for them. I would say. Well, to be fair, like where I'm staying at the minute is like old, it's an old house. Well, I remember so you sent a Wi-Fi for the place, so it doesn't uh-huh. surprise me, I'm just the, curious. The walls, I would say, are really thick, which obviously doesn't help. Um, I would say, I would say the range is okay. This is, like, you you know my house, if I, if I, say I mean, I, for the money, for the money uh-huh. you're spending, it sounds good, I mean, these things are RP, these beats are 250 uh-huh. quid, so they better let me listen to music if I'm downstairs making uh-huh. some toast and um, so I was just curious. Do you want to be in the next time. postcode and be exactly. able to listen to music? Exactly. Basically, um, for what we paid for them, they were they're really good. It's just that the it's obviously the way a charger works. Yeah. When you plug it in, there's like pins, uh, conductors. Oh, oh someone's like, physics degree is getting conductors. brought out. So there are basically, conductors. They connect, they conduct, and then electricity flows. Uh, you complete the circuit. The electricity flows in the headphones. Basically, for me to do that, I have to set the wire at a certain angle. So you're returning them? Uh-huh. Okay. Now, we started this conversation, this line of thought, because we like things that have poor English back in the day. And we, in the past, bought a pair of headphones by a brand called Sound Magic, which we found on a website called Focal Price. Focal Price. <laughs> This was back when Pete was undertaking his first venture. My first business uh, venture. TechFi. TechFi, yes. Tech-Fi. Um, I've made the mistake of having a da in this business name. Uh-huh. I made the mistake of having a dash in my last business so name. What, what <laughs> I, like, I genuinely ask him here, what actually happened in the end with TechFi? So, in the end, basically I started TechFi with my dad. And it was basically just to capitalise on the fact that you can buy stuff really cheap from China, get it to the UK, absolutely dirt cheap, but the cost of, not the cost, the time to get it shipped to Glasgow from Shenzhen is about a month. Yeah. Um, now, when we first started it, I was of the opinion that I really wanted the site to look really nice. I wanted it to look really slick. Mm. Whereas my dad was like, he just wanted to get up there and get as much traffic to it as possible. Yeah. Two really understandable ways of running a business. Uh, I mean, if, if I'm saying ideally, ideally you want you it to look nice. Both. 
ideally you'd want it to look nice and ideally you'd want a lot of traffic. I, but, I would say what... But in terms of context, uh-huh. my dad was working full-time and I was at high school at the time and didn't have much experience you with schoolwork. You were in, what, fourth, fifth year at the time? You were young, thought, very young. I thought I was probably third, fourth year at the mm-hmm. time. So my experience was kind of limited as well. So in the end, it just kind of fizzled out. I made a redesign of the website. Like, I... I remember mocking it up and I remember recreating the logo and it looked a lot nicer and stuff like that. But the actual cost to get it off the ground and the cost to end up marketing this new site was obviously, it was just a bit, a bit much and my dad had lost interest in it as well. So we're like, oh, come on, so we'll just scrap it. So did it ultimately lose money? Or was no. it just that it wasn't making enough money? No, I wasn't. it just wasn't making enough. I mean, I remember we used to sell these little USB sticks. I don't know if you remember them. They were little USB sticks, but they looked like um, SLR cameras. Uh-huh. So it would look like a Nikon or a Canon. And when you took the lens off, yeah. it would be, a, it would be the, that's where the USB would be. And I'll never forget this private high school in London emailing us and saying, I am the head of photography at such and such. And we're running a photography competition for our full school. And... Uh, the top 20 people we want to give away one of these USB pens. Yeah. So we're like, cool. We just set our stock to 10 because we thought if it looks like it's not in tons of stock, people are maybe more likely to buy it. And it looks scarcity. Scarce, yeah, exactly. So we're like, focal price says about 3,073 in stock. I think we'll be able to cope by bumping it up to 20. 20. <laughs> and um, <laughs> No, I mean this. This is a good story. Like this. Oh, this, this, this isn't. Uh, this isn't this like a, a success. Story. This was like bumped up to twenty, twenty-five. I think they bought twenty. Went really well. They tagged us in all their pictures on Facebook of the, the winning their little SLRs. But you know that way. They said that the award ceremony was in five weeks' time, uh-huh. and we knew <clears throat> that it could take up to six weeks oh. to get there. So ah, uh, the stress. Uh-huh. Every day watching a Chinese tracking website that did not translate <laughs> into English, oh. refreshing it, hoping the little truck would have moved from Shenzhen to Warwickshire or London or just somewhere, somewhere in the UK, somewhere within a billion miles of where exactly, it was exactly, and uh, it finally got there. But my God, it was stressful. Um, I think. In the end, it was just a combination of not having enough time, not really having the same passion for it after struggling with starting it off first time mm-hmm. round. And um, I think I ultimately just wanted to do something a wee bit different after that. I wanted to do something that was a little bit more focused. The original idea of TechFi was just techy stuff that we were mm-hmm. able to find on the Chinese websites and flipping it for more money. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a guy today in the office next door and um, he runs his own drop shipping websites and I was like, what stuff do you do? And he was saying how he does it for uh, women's jewellery and women's kind of accessories. And I was like, so how do you get around the shipping issue? And he's like, I email them weekly to let them know how long it's been so they know. So it's not like you place an order then it's just radio silence for four weeks. Uh So it's an automated email that goes out every week letting them know where their parcel is. And um, also, apparently, it turns out that when he does Facebook adverts, the people he's targeting at, targeting at slightly older women, don't know when they're getting given an advert. So, you know, like Facebook, it says sponsored. Yeah. We know, like as young guys who've been on Facebook for ages, how many times have you ever looked at your mum's phone 
on Facebook and being like, when did you like this page or uh-huh. why the hell are you getting this advertised? So he's obviously tapped into that market. So he gets all these numpties, put it in a <laughs> derogatory way, who he'll advertise to saying, do you want to get something that looks a little bit like designer A, mm-hmm. but pay 70% less? And they're like, yes. It'll take five weeks to get there, but they don't care. Mm-hmm. And they don't even realize it's an advert. So he was saying he does really well with that. So part of me has always been like, I'd love to go back and try to make a successful drop shipping mm-hmm. business. But yeah, ultimately thought Tech 5 failed because wasn't really feeling it at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I wanted to kind of do my own thing and that's how the retro started. Well, I think, um, aye. And I think what the difference with the retro has been, obviously we started it as a blog. We did. And then... So it didn't start off as ambitious. No. But the, what I was going to say was that it grew organically. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to do it. Like with TechFi, the, just you and your dad just sort of not being able to come out your full time yet or any time to it really, just throwing it up, it being a bit hash bash, orders taking forever, you not being able to properly like get in touch with people and explain to them what's going on. Um, oh, I learned so much from it, but yeah, it was, looking back, it was a disaster. It, w- it would ultimately be destined to fail. <clears throat> but I we, think in another world it would have went really well. Oh, I, 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 I mean, obviously, websites like that can work as you have somebody next door to you, but you have to be really clever about it. Whereas the retro is just like a lot more stable, I would say. A lot more stable, a lot more concise. I've learned how to communicate as well, thank God. Uh-huh. But um, go back to Tech Fight, and you're input with Tech Fight. This is is where we discovered sound magic headphones, but it is also where we discovered our love for poor English translation. Mm -hmm. Am I right saying that? That's a love. I would say it's a love. It's a great thing to love. Um, So for any of us who have not listened, who have not, sorry, visited Focal Price, I urge you to. Are you doing doing the honours for us? I am looking at focalprice.com. So Focal Price, it's a Chinese website, in English, and I think they've got better, but when we were looking at it, say, seven or eight years ago, I think they were just using Google Translate, Uh and my God, the descriptions were holy, nothing short of hilarious. Now, are we having any join? We are, but there is a a customer notice on the homepage of Focal Press. Dear customer, we would like to kindly inform you that FocalPrice.com will soon be merging with GeekBuying.com. Oh, All our sure. products will be available on GeekBuying.com. That to me sounds like a political way of putting that GeekBuying.com are basically just swallowing Focal Price whole. Did anyone say that Avengers Infinity War was the greatest crossover of all time? Oh, I think it's been outdone. Think again. Geek buying and focal price are merging. So let's Google. Asda and Sainsbury's. Your no results for sound magic on focal price. I mean, this is they're not on there anymore. They're Time. not a Chinese knockoff brand anymore. These Time. guys are legit. Times have changed. Right. Right. So Does, let's look up RC. Have they still got two dollar club? What? <laughs> have they still got? No, go back. Go back. Two dollar club. Two dollar gadgets club. under. $2. Here we go. Here we go. Right? Take your pick. Take your pick. So I'm going to go for the 316, 316 litre titanium <laughs> steel Lord of the Ring design laser engraving ring. Eight hashtag white gold. <laughs> uh, Things haven't changed. 
How's the description looking on? Here we go. Item description. So it's imported. Uh, the titanium steel is imported from Germany. To Wait, task. so you're telling me if I buy this thing, titanium has been imported from Germany to China, then it's going to fly all the way back to the UK? Lovely. I'm not going to lie to you, Pete. It's not been imported from Germany. It's not titanium. Oh, sorry. Titanium ring for one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Literally about a pound. Okay, um, okay, okay. Free shipping as well. So here we go. It's acid resistant and alkali resistant. Won't cause any allergic reaction. No deformation or discoloration. Past the artificial sweat. <laughs> okay. Great hand decoration. <laughs> <laughs> An affordable luxury that adds a bright touch to any outfit. <laughs> and it, it cannot be exposed to perfume. <laughs> so, quite, quite strange. To, it, to, to round up here, I'm going to be calling this podcast The Artificial Sweat <laughs> The Artificial Sweat Test. I mean, oh. I thought it was going to be called Finca Las Moras Bonarda Malbec. But... Wait. That has changed. It has changed. Five, 32 five-star reviews, 86% of the reviews for it. There you go. Decent. Enough. Right, we'll, 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 go for a, we'll go for a product at the opposite end of the spectrum from a fake titanium ring. Okay. Um, Do you think there's... There's only eight items which are less than two dollars. Okay. Is there anything that's really mundane? Because sometimes they'll try and spruce it up with hilarious descriptions. High transparency. High transparency. Pansy screen protector, dollar twenty nine. Mate, you didn't even go for the male to female connector, which is always <laughs> hilarious. Where is that? Here we are. Oh, mini adapter, right? Male. Oh, is okay. it male to male or male to female? Connects Apple to micro USB, suitable for use with basically anything that uses a <laughs> Nano Seven. <laughs> lightweight for e. Lightweight, right? Bearing in mind, we are talking about something that's probably the size of your fingernail here, and it has said that it is. Lightweight for easy carry, <laughs> unless it's made of fucking lead or neutron star, and I think we're alright. I mean, I thought it was going to be made of titanium, mate. That was my thought. So there's miniature design for easy carrying and lightweight for easy carrying. Apple interface. I like that. I like that. Um, so all in, what we're saying is go to geekbuying.com and the or Revel. Or focal price Revel. for the for the in the near future. Yeah, but Revel. Hold on, a USB lamp. USB lamps, I remember getting one of these back Avoids the direct light and protect your eyes effectively. I like that. Avoids direct light? <laughs> How does a lamp? <laughs> Listen to this. So, so, like, so it's like you plug it into like a, like your computer or whatever and you can then like flex it over so you can see your keys and you don't have a fucking backlight on your keyboard. Or you could plug it into, I don't know, anything that takes a USB if you want to read a book on it. Okay. Um, Flexible lamp body, suitable for many occasions. <laughs> so, you know, if you're, if you're getting married. Or, uh, it's a flexible body. Um, that's also lightweight for ease of carry, <laughs> I must say. Um, it's like uh, they use lightweight for easy carry. It's almost like, the, uh, remember me and Cameron studied um, higher product design? Uh -huh. It was always like, no matter what product they were asking you to analyse, you could always get one mark for saying aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Ergonomic design. Ergonomic design. Aesthetically uh, pleasing. And every time, like, yes, this guy knows what he's uh, talking about. Yes. Um, so basically, Pete tried to build a business 
Are by translating these that. descriptions and selling them for uh, not one dollar fifty nine, can I just say? How much? So, so right. We're talking business here. TechFi had. So say, say you sold the steel titanium ring. Yes. How much would you sell that for if you bought it for a dollar fifty? Well, see, the titanium ring's a unique one because not many people sell that. So probably like a tenner or something like that. You know that way. But that, see, that but say hundred thousand percent. Market. But say say it was something like your bread and butter USB USB cable, your iPhone cable. One of the big things was of that was as long as you were selling it below fifteen quid, you could market it as being cheaper than Apple. Yeah. So you could sell it for five fifty or twelve fifty, and you'd still be able to say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It was just about trying to find the audience, and that was just the thing that we ultimately failed to do, no matter what price we sold it at. Uh-huh. We were just getting people who were stumbling upon the website. You know, at the time, we didn't know how to run adverts on Facebook or Google or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We were just like absolutely not winging it because we did know what we were doing to an extent. But we, it never got to a point where we were able to invest enough time to really go. Oh uh-huh, well, that that was what that margins. Was what do we actually want? So it would like we'd look at something on focal price as a quid, maybe go like yeah, five, six, seven, see what happens. Which was obviously great when we got a sale because that percentage sounds like a lot, but when it's only dripping in, yeah, you're not actually making that amount. You're not making seven hundred percent because by the time you like pay for the website, you pay for the hosting account for your own time ship it <laughs> ship it as well yeah totally um, so you've learned from that mm-hmm. then we started the retro mm-hmm. um, we'll get into it at some point would you like to get into it now what happened no fuss because I think that would be an episode in itself it could be so the retro is now a business in its own right, you now devote your full time. We are recording in the office. To the retro. The retro. We are in the office of the retro. Mm-hmm. The the house that you've built, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, what, so obviously it was a blog. Mm-hmm. When and what made you decide to make it a website? Like an actual like e-commerce? Like... Well, this voice break. <laughs> well, well, um, well, TechFi had always made me realise that I enjoyed e-commerce and it came away from that wanting to do something within e-commerce mm-hmm. and as the retro grew and evolved, I seen like that avenue kind of opening where <laughs> this could be more than a blog, this could be the way that I opened one e-commerce store. You've already got the domain, you've already got the host, and you've got the like work, and people are already, already looking at it. Um, Thanks to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My review of uh, help. Your review of help was beautiful. <laughs> I wonder if that's on the, on the old Wayback machine. Is that a, is that a thing? Yeah. So basically, I wrote what I would describe as a... Stunningly concise <laughs> okay. review of help. I'm really hoping he doesn't find it. <laughs> um, and well, that's just would it be harsh to say that that was the turning point for you? Mm-hmm. No, 
Um, like people ask me now, right? Like, do they? They'll turn around to me and go, "Not about that review." But <laughs> I mean, thoroughly forgettable at best. <laughs> they, they'll turn around to me and say, "So the, the people that know me and you, and know that you're running this as a business full time, will turn around to me and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, don't, don't read it just now. Leave it for an all. Okay, because it's it is gold." Um, so essentially, people ask me, right, I, like, and I've got this horrid feeling that I'm going to end up, let's see, the, like, somebody who bailed out of a company really early and became, like, yeah. this great success. If people ask me just now, they're like, do you wish you were still doing it? And I was like, no, because I would have probably fell out with you. This is true. Over it. And I'm just like, I, I, I'd, I'd rather just, you've taken it on, done really well with it. We're both, we're both like, we're, we're in very opposite directions as we di- we discussed, like, as people who know us will know that like, we're doing opposite things and stuff. And I think that's for the best. We're doing this podcast now, we're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I say to anybody who asks me. But if this now goes on to like multi-million pound, <laughs> then like, I mean I, I mean, I won't be gutted, but... Oh. I'll be horrendously jealous. <laughs> so I'm currently trying to look through the Wayback Machine of... What is the Wayback Machine for people who don't know? So there is a... It's basically the internet's archive. So there's this... When you submit to Google and Yahoo, there's things called spiders, mm-hmm. which crawl your website, which is a really weird analogy. Mm-hmm. But one of the websites, or one of the companies who will crawl your website, they must have sent that information to the Internet Archive. And they have a machine called Wayback Machine. And what Wayback Machine allows you to do is look at websites from how they looked back in the day. Mm -hmm. So, in theory, if it had captured our website properly, then we would be able to find all the old articles that we wrote. Now, you may be in luck, I've not been able to find it so far. Okay. But, your review is a pinnacle, I must admit. I've been able to get to page three of reviews, but you're still not there. It's really upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just looking at it here. 327 billion web pages. Mm Mm-hmm. Was it a .co.uk website back then? Mm-hmm. So let's see if we can find... What reviews have you found? Just to give people an idea as to what, what we're writing. So, I mean, I found reviews from 2014, which is when I was starting university. Okay. So I found a guide to listening to the Talking Heads. Right. An album review for Brian Eno. Duke Nukem 3D. <laughs> oh, if I, right, we'll post on the social media. We'll have to find the Duke Nukem sound. Correct. To let people. Uh, I have written an article on the art of gig posters. Um, so, like, some really insane stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm literally looking up one of my old reviews of Brian, you know. All the pictures are still here. This, this is, thing. This is so strange. 
I don't really know. So are you are you seeing the old website right now? As I'm well? on. I'm on it just now as well. It is. You see, just seeing all that stuff, like again, and how it looked and all that, like mad, mad. It makes you sad that that's what it looked like, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. I think we will be able to find this. Obviously, there's an elbow review on there. My God. Your favourite band. Basically, it was 8-bit font, the retro, and then it had 21st century nostalgia was the, the punchline. Um, an apology to all. What is this? I don't know. The Wayback Machine doesn't have that page archive. No! Look at... What is that? I'm sorry. I don't know. There's a Jaguarma. Uh, review on here. Um, I mean, there's just it's just really strange. I know for a fact that it was 2013. I wrote it because we it was it was during the Confederations Cup that this all came to our head. This homepage did not change between April and like no, we wrote nothing. No, nah. nada. Um, <clears throat> but yes, we will find that, we I'm will. going to find that, and we will publish that again for Aaron's embarrassment, embarrassment. to all. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that, I mean, that is, um, we have strived we have went greatly really far back from, but from also what we were going to originally talk about, which was the sound magic earphones, sound which magic we earphones. will get to at one point. So yeah, so you, so me and you, Focal Price, we had all these hilarious items with hilarious descriptions. Um, but we discovered this brand of headphones called Sound Magic. Now we thought this was hilarious because as school kids in Glasgow, if you were to say that it sounds magic, it'd be like, that sounds good. Like, oh mate, that sounds magic. Like, yes, I just did a neddy voice. But if, that's, if something sounds magic, then you're like, yes, I'm up for it. I'm interested in that. No joy? Nah. And um and yeah, so we, we bought a pair, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it was the P thirties. P thirties, um and uh, they were the ones that you had to twist into your You had ear. to twist it no, they're their their headphones, they're over here. Was it E thirties? P ten E thirties. Oh P P L thirty. E L thirty. They're the ones that are out now. Well, it was the, it was the, the precursor to those. So basically, you twisted them, yeah. and then there was a little dial on the end of it, which you could use to adjust, adjust the, the base, base, which um, malloc with earphones snapped off <laughs> first use. Of course. Um, so that was I. We basically discovered this. They were good for what I they were. Them. They were they were great. I'm still loyal to Sound Magic to this day, um, and. I might, I might go back. Yeah, I might go back. You do this though. You do this. You get a pair of sound magics. They break. Yes. Then you're like, I'm never buying them again. A few years later, you get a pair of sound magics. They break. They've never been the most reliable. Mm-hmm. They're more expensive, which makes me think that they must have upped their reliability uh-huh. somehow. Um, I think we bought them at the bargain price of seven pounds, and they now go for about thirty, forty. Uh huh. Um, they were great. I, I mean, well, I mean, we've been talking about markup quite a lot here. Um, oh no! <laughs> we should, we should, we should no! Have to so we're talking about earphones and stuff, and uh, 
few years ago. I think we were in third year at the time. So this was when Pete, Pete was getting into his business mindset, obviously a tech buy on the go and all that kind of thing. Basically what happened was um, his father and himself had taken a trip to a well-known European supermarket called Aldi. They found these earphones there, a couple of pound, a couple of pound, picked them up, tried them, thought they, they were good. They were also a very reputable audio brand. Uh-huh. Pete then comes into school with these earphones. I'm like, oh, got my curiosity. Obviously. What are the earphones, Pete? I've never seen you with them before. I believe they were just like a plain sort of pastel red colour. Mm-hmm. Um, me, like, gives me a wee blast of uh, some, uh, oh. I don't even know what you blast at that point, like Foxygen or something. Um, <laughs> and then I was thinking, by the way, that sounds, uh, that depressing track sounds fabulous on those earphones. <laughs> on those earphones, uh, <laughs> So, so would you be able to get me up here? I'm, I'm nowhere near an Aldi, like Coat Bridge, born and bred. Um, nearest Aldi to me is Airdrie. And you're not guaranteed that every Aldi's selling these. So I was like, can you pick me up here up next time you're in? He's like, ah, I will do it. I was like, oh, how much were they? Just so I know. <laughs> Pete turns around. They were a fiver, mate. <laughs> I'm like, ah, right, right, okay, fair enough. Bargain? Can we just say? Bargain? Well... I was led to believe a fiver was a bargain. Pete comes in into school, say, I don't know, a week later. So I wasn't off for a week, can we just say? <laughs> no, but um, by the time he went back to Aldi, got them um, a quarter of the time for some of his tech file orders had passed. Yes. Um, <laughs> comes in with the year Still in the <laughs> Still not left the shelf they were on in the Puts them... Uh, Puts the earphones in my hand, I give them the fire, and there you go. I'm listening away, having a great time. A few weeks pass. They break. They break. <laughs> I say to Pete, um, I know there was no receipt. However, <laughs> is there a chance that my earphones, uh, like you could you can take them back from me, whatever? It's like, yeah, I um, shall do. <laughs> Very nicely of myself. Then breaks the news to me. <laughs> <laughs> rather, than the, uh, rather than the five pounds that I had paid, <laughs> his face has gone bright there. Uh, I had paid, he'd paid two pounds for them. A uh, 150% markup, <laughs> which I'll admit, from the markups he was telling us there, is quite low. What can I say? It inspired me. <laughs> you want me you want you want to break even. You don't want me to like lose money, obviously. But break even, I would have been happy with. Maybe fifty pence to have tolerated. <laughs> but that's just weird. Could you imagine a bar pair of headphones and went? I'm gonna charge you fifty pence. <laughs> I'm gonna get a uh, five ten pence mixtures every time the van comes in. Right. Um, and you're gonna pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that's the most embarrassing thing. So, the capitalist Pete. Pete made his three pounds, which um, then probably lost it. <laughs> what? <laughs> or he, I thought you, you actually physically lost no. the money. Like, you, I mean, you the home, went in and went, oh, fuck. Two quid down. So, I essentially asked for a hand. Um, I mean, so magic. You guys are looking for any sponsorship opportunities? All I can say is we have a, a long 
history, loyalty. With your brand, yes. loyalty. We'll, we'll be happy to work with you guys. Oh, anything definitely. You, you can make us sound magic. And we'll, we'll make you sound like magic. Aye. So people will listen to you because we've sold them your earphones and we'll sound magic <laughs> through the earphones. Uh, now, now on that note, I'm going to suggest we have a quick break. No okay. ad, no ad, no, <laughs> no ad. sponsorship. Just a quick, quick ad. Be aware there will be a hilarious transition, and uh, we'll be back to talk about Arms essay that he's currently oh. writing. Oh, it's, it's about Italy. It's a done deal about Italy, which can I just say um, I'm excited to share. I'm not. And we're back. We are. Pee break has been done. That has been done. I have got myself a nice glass of wine to join with Arm. Cheers. 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 Thank you. I've graduated from beer. Mm. It's going to be a heavy night. <laughs> Cut to three o'clock, we're getting kicked out firewater at closing time. <laughs> Spent about a hundred quid on 90 pence vodka. <sighs> Sounds like a good night. Sounds like a good night. Sounds like so, something that probably will happen. Wine time is continuing. Mm-hmm. Happy to hear it. Happy to be part of it. Let's go on to this essay. Okay. And let's give a bit of background as to why you're writing this essay. Uh, so we mentioned last week that I'm having to... I've applied for teacher training. They made an error. Yes, they uh, did. With a monumental error. But an error that's actually worked out in my favour. Well, <laughs> potentially. See um, <laughs> I went for the interview which consisted of a group discussion. Correct. And a presentation. Yep. I did my presentation, did my group discussion. And you bossed it. Absolutely bossed it. Let's be fair here. You bossed it. I'm, I'm glad that you're saying that because if I say it, it sounds cocky. They were going to get in touch with me a matter of two hours later. When we were planning this podcast, uh-huh. am I right in saying? We were. We were planning this podcast. I was in podcast. this very room. You were. To tell me that I was on the course. But. I went to high school, or when I was in high school, I didn't get my higher English. Um, which has been, I mean, it has been the bane of my life pretty much ever since. You can't read, you know, you're English. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the point zero one percent that can't read and write. Um, that would be me doing all the social media then. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you just want a barrage of abuse for people, I can, I can dish that. Um, <clears throat> probably not. Not good in the PR front. No, not good. Um, so. I'm now having to do basically an equivalent course to higher English online. Okay. Um, which means that in six and a half weeks, because I have to do it before I go to Japan, it's it's a long story, I'm not going to get into it just now. Uh, I have to pass this course in six and a half weeks, 150 hours of study. And it's um, pretty much higher English done online. Yes. It's a different course outline yeah. but in the end you'll get a grade it's which the is same very label. similar to higher English and as part of this you have created one of the most beautiful pieces of work and heartfelt pieces of art I've ever laid my eyes on mm-hmm. now give us an idea as to what so essentially the, the, the first unit of the let, let, let's get away from the unit this is art <laughs> what, what inspired you? No, well, that, well, this, is, this is the background. <laughs> so, essentially, the first unit's about travel writing, which I, I, I really like because obviously like, I, I like to travel. I love travelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spoken about holidays I've been on and stuff like that. And you, live in, on. you live in the East End uh, of Scotland, or the West of Scotland. Mm-hmm. East of Glasgow for me. 
you, you like to get about. You you want to leave as much as possible yes. would be my way of saying it. Like um, I don't want to be there yeah. three hundred and sixty five days of the year. So so basically like, travel writing something really interests me. It's the first unit of this topic and the last part of it was that we had to put together our own piece of travel writing. Yes. <clears throat> um which I thought ding ding ding. Which I which I did. Um what did you write about? I wrote about uh so basically in January I went to Rome and Prague in the one holiday. Um, Ryanair cancelled our flight to Rome. We had to go a day later. We then basically lost a day. So I wrote about our time in Rome and how we had to rush and how we had to basically just travel about quickly, do everything quickly. Yes. That was, was the sort of the gist of the essay. And you can do Rome very quickly if you want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's so what I Because we did it in two days, me, uh-huh. me Dave, came in handy, like back in 2000. And- 14, 15? 15. 215, yeah. 15. Um, so we did two days in Rome and we, it was like a, just a total whistle stop tour. Mm-hmm. You can do it really fast if you want to, but I'd love to go back and spend two weeks there, you know. Uh, well, that's the thing, right? Like, when I, like, I've, I mean, I've written on this, like, every single person, every single article, every single website, every single video tells you to take your time. Mm-hmm. When you're in Rome, sorting about, like take it in slowly. When in Rome, drink it in exactly. When in Rome, do as the Romans do, and uh, I didn't have time to do that. You Basically, didn't. It was the way it worked out. I had about I had thirty six hours in Rome. So the New York Times thirty six hours in I Rome. Love those videos. So was uh, was have one from Glasgow. Have you seen it? I watched. I've watched it. It's embarrassing. It's terrible. Why would you want to do that in Glasgow? Sobby. Yeah, like thirty-six hours in Glasgow as a tourist, and you want to watch aggressive Glaswegian people chewing their own face off. Terrible, absolutely awful. Um, anyway, hopefully a bit better for Rome. So I watched that guy in my work, Kieran Docherty, I'll name drop him. Gave me a great recommendation. Is this just so you um, can tell me listening to the podcast? Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, about so Anthony Bourdain, celebrity chef, did Man Myth Hero. Uh huh. He did a program called the Leo and he had like 24 to 48 hours in certain cities he did one about Rome and I watched the attache guide to Rome he's like it's a great YouTube channel for, for travel travel content um uh-huh so we like got all my recommendations for that obviously you want to do the right things you want to do the Colosseum the Trevi Fountain that's that and the next thing um, did someone just say the Trevi Fountain. They did indeed. I must interject oh, this here, story. Here we go. Now, listeners, me and I have been friends for a very, very, very long time. Sorry, now. I would say over a decade over now. Over a decade. Much over a decade. A long, a long time. Maybe inclined to say that this story is from a decade ago. Yeah, well, no, it's not that long ago. No, I was kidding. Six years ago? Six years ago. Six years ago sounds about right. I had my um, electric blue and black sort of... How is this how you remember this year? <laughs> leopard print. I mean, oh, leopard print. Big cat print. Can you remember it? The, from the Django Django gig? That the, the top. And it had like the tiger leopard. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, anyway, uh, Trevi Fountain. I'm just going to summarise the story because it deserves a longer story longer storytelling session at some point but for now we're talking about Rome so me and Arne went to a gig 
Mm-hmm. We went to Burger King before the gig. Mm-hmm. We then ate bacon cheese burgers with. No, it was the one, chips. Well, the chips it was the one, one member of staff. No, it was the burger. Because I went to KFC. You ate the burger. I ate the chips. Okay, okay, fine. Both were faulty in that yes. opinion. Then. Um, well, definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> it was the Burger the gig, King and the a great time. We seen Peace. We seen Palm Violets. Violets. Two bands who are dead. And um, <laughs> Miles Kane was coming on, and uh, Alan said that he needs to um, relieve himself. Relieve himself. Which is, um, I mean, it's perfectly common. You've seen two bands. You've had dinner. We've had a few drinks. Mm-hmm. Totally normal. Now, what I was not expecting was for Aaron. <laughs> To struggle in one bathroom, then move to another, and then send me the text message of Anna let you do the honors. I can't even remember the exact text. I can't remember the exact text. I just remember you saying after telling me that you had to move bathroom was the door won't even shut properly and I'm shitting like the Trevi <laughs> fountain in here. <laughs> or words to that. No, no. <laughs> Um, Those parts were correct, correct. I just think there might have been some stuff before and after. Uh-huh. That's what you said. And uh, it was a, it then became a lifelong bucket list for me to visit the Trevi <laughs> Fountain to see just how Arm was feeling in that bathroom. And when I went to Rome, it was getting renovated. There was no water in the Trevi Fountain. So Arm got to see his arsehole's <laughs> counterpart in Rome it's, and uh, his whistle stopped to <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Aaron hates me right now for telling this. No, me. to be fair, I mean, when me and Gemma went on our first date, which is now approaching five years ago now. Which is crazy considering our high school prom was five years ago today. Today, to this very day, um, I told her that story the first time we went out. Gemma, if you're listening, why did you stick around? I, I, I ask myself <laughs> that question quite often, do you know what? Um, but anyway, back to the essay. Yeah, sorry, back um, to home, back to the It's called scene. Catch Me If You Can. Right. Obviously. Because you're running. Running about. Through Rome. Um, there are many cheesy metaphors about Italy. Many just, like, it's just, it's just, it's like, classic, like, vomit stuff. Like, just typical. So, the first line in the essay, and a paragraph in itself. Okay. Is Roma. The Eternal City. Okay. That's how it starts. Now, I'm going to ask you to skim through your essay right now. Okay. And read me out some of your cliches. The cl- so you just want the cliches? Well, the stuff that you find quite funny. Right. Because I had a read through very quickly and there are some some gems in there. Mm-hmm. Some that the, oh, I think the listeners would, would cringe. Yeah. Understand why he uh-huh. wrote the eighty-six word review of the Beatles' Hold album. <laughs> well, this, this was bashed. This out is much three, better. This was bashed out in three hours. But this one thousand one hundred thirteen words long, which tells you how long we spend the Beatles' review. <laughs> 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 uh, so one of them is. Uh, so imagine my delight when everyone's favourite airline Ryanair cancelled my flight and hand me one after I was due to originally fly out. I like that. Everyone's so, favourite. Cutting yeah, my favourite. Sarcasm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm never using Ryanair again. I love Ryanair. I hate Ryanair. I love them. I've never had any issues with them. Flew to Lisbon, flew to London, flew to Amsterdam. Oh, sorry, Amsterdam was easy, Jay. I tell a lie. Flew back from Rome. 
mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. No issues at all, man. I mean, I've, I mean, I've just. I can I've understand why issues. bad bad experiences is what drive people away. Understand that, but I've, I can I don't think I've, maybe I've been lucky. I just think that whenever I'm flying, I set an extremely low expectation. Well, I when you fly Ryanair, you can't expect five star service. And I mean, you're saying you've never had any issues with them. I have flown Ryanair from Prestwick Airport and back three times in less than six months to Barcelona. You did? Which was fucking dreadful. That's the explicit thing now on the iTunes. We've, I mean, we've said more than that. You can, you literally said my asshole found its counterpart. <laughs> <laughs> it's so me. Um, so basically, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> oh, um, do we have another new podcast title? <laughs> let me see. Let me see what else I've got here. Uh, um, mentioned the New York Times video. Um, this is one of the poorer bits. This was one of the rushed bits. We sat at a table in what felt like a big gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> and we each ordered a glass of Barolo red wine to accompany our pizza. Now this is where it reaches its peak. Pete here swirling his Malbec gloriously. I'm actually loving it. I may ask for more rudely. Um, but it's fine. The pizza tasted as though the Roman gods themselves had crafted it. No way. <laughs> You could, you, I mean, you didn't laugh. I can't laugh tell if it's drunk and you're laughing or... <laughs> uh, and it had more, it was smoother and more, had more charm than the proverbial Italian man. Oh! oh the mic drop. Um, <laughs> then I've written, uh, we rushed to the Vatican via a stop off at a coffee shop for a cappuccino. Brackets, when in Rome and all that. Close brackets. Yeah, like that. Um, it's very you, uh-huh. very you. Uh, Get your personality across there. Compared the said the the Vatican museums were gargantuan. Um, That's a way of putting them, man. You're crazy. The, how ridiculous are the Vatican museums? We right. went down like two right. wings. Wait, 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 let's be, let's be fair here. You're not religious, so I know you are. So mm-hmm. we're coming at this from different angles. This is my. I am the antithesis of religious. So you're like this is totally overblown, unnecessary, over the top. Whereas I went there and went. Oh my goodness, no, this is fun. Don't get me wrong, right? Religion. No, let, let's, let's not, let's not, let's not. Let's not. No, I'm not going to, no, let's... I'm not getting into it. To me, it's a waste of time, right? That's all I'm going to say. But those museums, I have to say, were impressive. Yeah. Now, what I have to ask, why are you drawing on my plug? That's <laughs> a good point. I was no. about to write your name. <laughs> <laughs> right, but anyway, um, <laughs> what I have to ask is not why you're drawing on my plug, I'm not really bothered with that, but do you feel right that, so that's what it was, see when you were in the Sistine Chapel? And you have to be silent. No, not the, not the silence, I'm not bothered, I can get the silence, people want to... No, but that's the place you're talking about, you have to be, where you they say... You have to be silent, Sistine Chapel, like Michelangelo painted it with himself and all that. You're not allowed to take a photo of the creation of Adam, which yeah. is that, like, everybody's seen it, that iconic image of God in Adam's finger. 
reaching out to one another. Yeah. Um, and it's in um, what's that Bill Bryson book? The Tom Tom Hanks is in the film. Um, You're asking the wrong person. Oh come on, you've heard that. I'm not saying I've not heard that, I'm just saying I don't know the book. Is it, is it Bill Bryson? Oh. Right. Let me see. Uh, oh. Come on. Bill Bryson books, Tom Hanks films. I like that. We should have a guide to Google searches next episode. Uh, for all those mums. Oh my <laughs> god. That film. Right. Angels and Demons. Right. Is the film. Right, it's just came with um, where I think it's angels and demons, and it's like the whole Da Vinci it, Code about, stuff. Uh, da Vinci Code, right? And it's like the, the even though it's a Michelangelo painting, yeah, it's called the Da Vinci Code, and the big crack goes down the middle yes. of the thing. Everybody's seen it, right? Um, you're not allowed to take a photo because nope. it's a sacred place. Yep. Did you take a photo of it? No. Nope. Do you not? No. Genuinely. No. I snuck one. What? <laughs> Pope, if you're listening. Franny. If do, do not call him Franny. I'm I, I've got a, I've got to say that. Open the park. I've got a lot of respect for Pope Francis. Good man. Is that just because you've seen him with a Photoshop Celtic top on? Well, yes. <laughs> I must as well point out that there is photographic evidence that I did wear a Celtic top to the Vatican. Can we get that on the socials? We can get that in the socials, which Fantastic. you will see. Um, it's there with my photo of my porchetta. Um, let me see. So to wrap up, this essay, mm-hmm. do you think this is going to get you the grades you need? Well, it, this this essay isn't about the grades. Uh, I know it's only the assessed, but there, there is the You snuck the photo! Oh my god, you can see your face. <laughs> my face is in it, but if you zoom in, there it is. There it is. I also did it, it in uh, Amsterdam in 2016, early January 2016, where they had an Edward Munch um, exhibit in the Van Gogh Museum. So see the I screen, do. the screen, the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, they had one of the, so he, he did four of them. Uh, he did one, I think he did one oil painting, one pastel. Is the famous one in, where's the famous one? Where's it located? How was that in the head that was in one Paris? Of the, uh, it, might be in, it might be in the Louvre. Was it in the Louvre? Um, but this one was in the Edward Munch Museum in Oslo and they, put it over to Amsterdam and we weren't allowed to take a photo of that because like, the way the pasta works when you take photos of it it degrades it. Um, that's crazy isn't it? Uh-huh. But that's the same way Anne Frank, um, I, know you, I know you didn't get to go when you went but when we were in there was like what the Anne Frank actual uh, excerpts of her diary like in like yeah. open like pages of her diary and that's, stuff. Do you know why we didn't get to go? The queue was too long. No. Well that was, that was part of it. Well, it was like baking heat, 30 degrees. We were also baked. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, but uh, we... Dave and Andy on the brownies? No, 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 me and, me and Cammy were on the brownie, mm-hmm. singular brownie, um, but we couldn't find it for ages, and turns out we'd been walking around the same building for an hour and a half. It's so, if there was no queue outside it, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't tell it totally from any other building, totally wouldn't know. which, I mean, so, but yes. sort of the point, I yeah. would guess. But yes, I am... Um, didn't go there in because we were walking to it for an hour and a half. Hi. Pretty much. <laughs> and um, obviously we felt like we'd been walking for a very long time, but then we got there, we seen the queue and we were like, no nah, man, 
I've not walked well, I mean, all this way we, for a queue. We went at the crack of dawn. Like, oh, see, that's the way to do it. We only had, I want to say we had about your 36 hours mm-hmm. in uh, Amsterdam. And see, you're, if, really you're waste, if, you're, if you're going to waste an hour and a half of them walking uh-huh. around the building, then you're not doing it right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amsterdam, for me, is just... It's the best city I've been to. But besides Glasgow, because I love Glasgow. Oh, contentious! But Amsterdam, in terms of the places I've been, is the place I love the most. Oh, yeah. I liked um, it. I liked it. I'd love to go back. I, we had a great night back. there. We had a few great nights there. Um, tourist stuff was good. It was really, really good. Do you know that the tourist stuff didn't feel too touristy? Yeah. Well, do you know that way certain things? I feel like I could live there. Uh-huh. That's what that's what I judge a city on as well. It's like, could I could I live there? I've only ever had that with Amsterdam, Prague. I could live in Prague. In Chicago. Oh. Just for the trams. The trams are Trams are. Um, I could maybe live in Lisbon, actually. Me and Claire went there last year. It was really nice. You would go to the um Stadio Nacional yes. every year on the twenty fifth of May. Yes. Uh, yes. The cities I've had a lot. priest for the service. Amsterdam, Prague. They, they two I really enjoyed to the tourist stuff. I had it with Copenhagen <laughs> as well, but purely because of the fact that it was quite mundane. Yeah, I got that from Munich. Mm-hmm. I could live in Munich for that reason, but I wasn't as enthusiastic about it because it was just like, oh, this is kind of normal. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we went across. It's like a place where people live rather than a place where people yeah. go. So, Amsterdam could love Berlin. Probably could live. Part of the nightclubs. Can I get a night out in Berlin? No. They're all about it. Oh, didn't they? Mm. Venice, Florence, Rome. I couldn't live in any of those. Mm. I've, I've been to Venice and I've been to Rome. I've not been to Florence. But Venice and Rome, no way could I live in any of those two yeah. sides. I was in Venice for like a day and it was just brutal. So hot. Oh my god. So hot! We were in St. Mark's Square. The jail must have been touching 35 degrees to the point where when we got on the gondola, which, by the way, talking about technology, right? What a marvel that thing is. True. Um, but we got on the gondola and I put my hand, like, on the side of it, like, just to rest my arm, and I felt like my skin was melting. It was that it. hot. Yeah, it was. Um, Rome, we went, obviously in January, we spoke about it there, 20 degrees both days, it was fucking perfect, but it's just too manic, too much shit's going on. Do you think so? Um, do you think if you were to do it slower, like the way they recommended to do it? Well, I, th- I think I would enjoy the actual travel more if I did it that way. Um, I wouldn't have to go back to the Colosseum and that, which is obviously a tourist hotspot, but, I, but the way Rome's laid out, the way, thought, the way I thought it was was like Sim City. So close together. You just like put landmark, 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 landmark. They're just all right next to one another. When I mean, you're talking from Rome, out of Rome, <laughs> the Colosseum to the Forum to the Palatine Hill to Palazzo Venezia to the Trevi Fountain. 25 minute walk. Yeah. So good. I mean, that's, for, that's why you could do the whistle stop tour though. That's from a, why. From a tourist point of view, it is perfect. Yeah. But from. A local's point of view, that centre of Rome is a nightmare. I'm sure that's not the main centre though. Like I'm sure, like it is just a there'll, hub. There'll be there'll be a business hub, and that and I get that, and there'll be outskirts and stuff. Yeah, but 
even for me, the most lovable cities are the ones where you're in the city centre, right in the heart of the city, and you still feel like you could live in it. Which I thought Amsterdam was. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were right, right. We were one right tram stop away from uh, the Heineken experience. Oh, I know we are. Um, we, we were literally like a walk from the main square, mm-hmm. like Madame Tussauds. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at Madame Tussauds in the square, to a left, yeah, and go right down there. That's where we were staying. We were like ten minutes opposite way from that walking. Uh, it's decent though. About 15 minutes for Dirty Nellies. Oh, Dirty Nellies. I've got to say, right, see the Me red... wrap ups, this is going to be our last point. Uh-huh. See the red light district? Yes. What a point. Is that not the strangest thing you've ever experienced? Yeah, yeah it's a bit odd, especially considering Amsterdam such a family-friendly mm-hmm. city. But that's the thing, they're so liberal and they're so, like, accepting, I felt, when I was there. But it's a bit weird. It's really weird. Especially as your first stop of a European lads holiday. Oh, that would be... It was just a wee bit of throwing, throwing yourself into the God knows what. Mm. Crazy. But, well, um, I mean, one of the people who you were with literally threw himself into God knows what, shall we say. Let's keep what he does to himself. At a 50 euro expense. Watch out, that <laughs> 20 euros. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday, um, there's 20 years, don't want it back. See the, see, see the amount of lads' holidays that I heard about the went to Amsterdam that somebody had to get tapped money for their birthday for that experience, shall yes. we call it? Yeah, one not, lifetime experience. Not the Heineken experience. <laughs> uh, oh, like, no. it's, it's ridiculous. Terrible, man. Uh, well, look, we're going to finish up. Well, we need, to talk, we need to talk about the social media. Well, this is what I'm going to say. Oh, right. Before we head off to the pub, I'm thinking social media, website, course we are on. So, we, before coming on today, we sat down and we were like, we're going to do this podcast, we're loving it, we've only done a few episodes so far, but we're going to take this a bit more seriously. So, we've set up some social media feeds. You can find us across everywhere by using Technically Pod. That's wine, yes. So... Technicallypod.co.uk is where we'll have a hub of all of our episodes and all of our social media. But and, if a, you, and a whale saying Satman Beaton. That's for now, they probably won't see that. Okay. But we're also going to be on Instagram and Twitter. They'll be our two main platforms. Yeah. We'll hopefully share some things on Facebook, but we're not too sure yet. F- Facebook, I would say, would be the tertiary platform. If you want any updates on... See, when a new episode comes out, we'll post it on Facebook. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But if you're one like the picture of Alan wearing a Celtic top in Rome, or the wine that he's drinking, or a hilarious picture of me doing something stupid in Florence, well, you'll see that on Twitter and Instagram, yeah. and that is at Technically Pod. At Technically Pod. Um, Links if, are all in the description. If you want, so if you, we, we spoke last week as well. If you're on Anchor, call in. If you don't want to call in, which we understand, we, we are we uh, get not. It. We're not the most exciting people uh-huh. ourselves when it comes to our voices, uh-huh. and we we are still getting used to this as well. Um, but we have set up an email. We have set up an email. So if you've had any stories from Rome, if you've wrote any hilarious essays back in the day, if you've bought anything from Focal Price, or you found anything funny on Focal Price, mm-hmm. if you've managed to find Aaron's review of Help by the Beatles on theretro.co.uk If you have any questions, then email us at hello at technicallypod.co.uk 
Co.uk. That's the one. Now, again, technically isn't the easiest word to spell, so we'll have the email address and all of the information you need in the show notes. Just have a nose in there and you'll find everything that you need. You'll find everything. Yeah, uh, tweet us as well if you have any questions as well. Yeah, man, you can tweet us, you can DM us on Instagram, whatever you want. But um, share, leave us a review, all the usual nonsense. We won't plague you for too much for now. Any feedback would be massively appreciated. It would be, because we don't know how we're doing at this stage. Yeah, we don't. All I'm going to say is, have a good one, and we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. And we're off to the pub. Thank you. Take it easy. Bye-bye.